This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Turtle Boy Podcast is brought to you by Big Tim's Funny Books on Patreon. Get on the ground level with exclusive first looks and behind-the-scenes previews for the upcoming Gorilla My Dreams comic by Armand Rafat and Big Tim. Head over to www.patreon.com slash Big Tim and for as little as $1 a month, you too can get in on the ground zero with a number of pledge levels and exclusive rewards to suit any budget. With your help, Big Tim can keep making funny books and you can get some pretty cool rewards. www.patreon.com slash Big Tim. To yet another episode of Turtle Boy Podcast. I'm Big Tim. I'm Luke McWilliams. And I'm the other guy. And uh, tonight we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But first, Luke's got a song for us lined up to introduce us. Okay. Oh, hang on. But before that, this episode of Turtle Boy Podcast is brought to you by Canadian Club Summer Crisp. It's refreshingly dry. It, it is refreshingly dry, and it's actually. I can't remember, but on the box it's like 70% less sugar. <laughs> than what we just had? That yeah. was all sugar. Oh. Yeah, that was sugar, baby. Yeah. I think honey's 70% less sugar than that stuff. <laughs> mm. I think sugar's less than percent You almost volcanoed again. Uh, almost. But I think sugar's more. Sugar's less sugar than that, what we just had. <laughs> okay, Luke. Right. <clears throat> Hit us with the theme song. Five, four, three... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mokko Bay apologised. We don't care. <laughs> How very dare you. Yeah. you apologise. Mm. Well, this, this movie is, this whole movie yeah. is an apology letter. It's like, sorry I just shit on your eyeballs and ears. Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't say childhood because I always get annoyed with people. But it ruined my childhood. Let's get into that, right? <laughs> After no, after this, we're not getting into your childhood. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so again, straight off IMDb for the synopsis. Where's all the snacks gone already? <laughs> Down my gullet. Yeah. Um, after facing <laughs> Shredder, <laughs> we said we're not touching your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Despite whoever else did. Um, after facing Shredder, who has joined forces with mad scientist Baxter Stockman, mm-hmm. and henchmen, Bebop and Rocksteady, mm-hmm. to take over the world. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's a fucking conjoined sentence, isn't well, it? Well, let's keep it going. Okay. After facing Shredder, who has joined forces with mad scientist Baxter Stockman and henchmen, Bebop and Rocksteady, to take over the world, the Turtles must confront an even greater nemesis, the notorious Krang. Yeah. It's, it's confusing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's just, it's just listing all the people that they're facing yeah. up against. That's it. <laughs> it's listing all the bad guys because... From the last movie, they we're want like, you to know, we've got these characters. Look, here. we've got yeah. Shredder, we've got Baxter Stockman, we've got Bebop, we've got Rocksteady, we've got Crank. Happy bitches. <laughs> that's right. You know what I mean? And that's what this whole movie is. Mm. But anyway, we'll, as I said, we'll get that. Now, this is directed by Dave Green. Oh, a new director. 
Yep. Yeah, right. It's okay. Um, I like green. What? Green, because the Teenage Mutant is fucking cool. Hey. <laughs> Look, I, I'm just excited because the movie he did previous to this was a good fucking movie. What Earth, was it? Earth to Echo. Well, I haven't seen it. It's, it's very modern day uh, Goonies. Oh, okay. About these three kids. It's a cautious. Yeah. What? You hate Goonies? I tried watching it again. It's like babysitting. It's an anxiety-inducing. <laughs> no, could take your time for a second. Who fucking raped his childhood like this? I don't, I don't understand. Cause could have been me. Well, it could have been you, but I don't think it was, because like, Goonies is a great fucking movie. And, mm-hmm. you know, to, to have such... One of the greatest childhood movies imagine. Possibly the greatest childhood movie. When's the last time you watched Goonies? Oh, shit. Like, fucking, was that you, Nate? Because um, the last time I watched it was actually just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, last time I watched it, I was probably about eight years old. Anyway, look, yeah, okay, so Goonies. Uh, but anyway, look, Earth to Echo is about these uh, three kids. They start finding these little mechanical contraption things. Did we have to watch this? Yeah. Earth to Echo? Yeah. They're out. No, it's, look, fuck it, it's a good movie. So they're, they're finding their mum's vibrators. Yeah, and they stick them together and it makes a spaceship. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Just like Goonies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the one thing Goonies like. No, I was watching the porn parody Goonies. No. No, I was kidding. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm just... (laughs) Because I immediately thought of the poster. (laughs) And baby Ruth wasn't looking too good. Anyway. Okay. I saw Sloth. (laughs) So this one was written by Jonathan Liebsman Mm -hmm. and Andre Nemec, who both wrote and directed the last one. But uh, But one guy dropped out. Evan Doherty. Evan? Went on to do that shitty Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. Is that shitty? Yeah. But it was all right. It was kind of flat. Really generic. No, I think what really took me out of it was the fucking Lawrence Fishburne slapstick comedy bit in the plane in the middle of the film. Like, if you put Lawrence Fishburne... You know when she's in the plane hanging over the cliff? Yeah. And that's such a slapstick comedy scene, that whole scene. If you put Lawrence Fishburne in that, hilarious. Lawrence Fishburne from The Matrix. Ah, fucking Lawrence Martin. <laughs> Martin Lawrence! Some motherfuckers! Get this man a plane! <laughs> Martin Lawrence! Yeah. Or Will Smith! Oh what the fuck? What are you talking about? Lawrence Fishburne. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, Nathan. Yeah, what's going on? I think he's having a stroke. This is insane, man. I, th- I think we've seen it in the slow motion. <laughs> hey, Tim. It's happening! I bagged his car. <laughs> okay, um, I'll take his podcast. Yeah. So, if. That Tomb Raider movie, if that whole... Th- <laughs> and you know what's actually funny? I wasn't even thinking of um, Martin Lawrence. I was thinking of um, Rob Schneider. <laughs> God. I'm saying... Lawrence, Lawrence Fisher, Fisher, but I'm thinking of Rob Schneider. Oh, my God. But if you put him uh, in that plane... That <laughs> who's in the plane? All of the names I mentioned, <laughs> you put any of them in the plane, and it's yeah. a hilarious slapstick film. Yeah, because he's constantly just falling and grabbing and... Yeah, yeah. You know that movie, Lawrence Fishburne, and he, he got put in the woman's body. And he had all those, all those funny slapstick and he, keep, and he keeps saying, you can do it. That one where he's... Oh, fuck. I don't want to get raped. Yeah. Yeah, no one wants to get raped. Um, okay, so... Oh, Jesus. Talk uh, about distraction straight off the... Yeah. Um, okay, so the returning cast for this film. Yep. We have Megan Fox as April O'Neil. We have Will Arnett as Vern Fenwick. We have Alan Richardson as Raphael. Noel Fisher as Michelangelo. Jeremy Howard as Donatello. And Tony Shalhoub as Splinter. All the same. So Johnny Knoxville isn't back. That's right. Johnny Knoxville is replaced by Pete Ploskis. Ploskis. Why? 
I could not find a reason why. He just didn't want to do the film. Ask for too much money, maybe. M- maybe. Yeah, well. Or maybe he's done something else. That maybe time. it's maybe conflicting. Yeah, or a big budget CGI thing isn't his thing. Oh well, yeah, but might not have enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I couldn't find why he didn't return. But it's just them in a booth. They're not even in together. I mean, Johnny Knoxville wasn't the CG. Um, yeah, the actors were. Yeah, like not not the ninja. Yeah, but the actors were he's just motion a, capture. But he's a no. Johnny Knoxville wasn't in motion capture. Yeah. No. In the first one, really. But okay. maybe this was shot around the time when Ryan Dunn died or something. Yeah, look, exactly. Oh. But who knows? We, we I couldn't find any positive or negative reason, so I don't know. Okay. So the new faces, the new recast characters and whatnot, we had Pete, as I said, Pete Plozek as Leonardo. You may remember him from such Teen Wolf TV series. <laughs> such, as, <laughs> as, such as Teen Wolf. Such as <laughs> Teen Wolf. <laughs> Seasons one, two, and three. There you go. Um, Brian T was had replaced the other dude as Shredder. You may remember him from such films as Jurassic World, oh. as The Wolverine, and The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's the new Shredder. Brittany Ishibashi? You know what? I just looked at your notes and I thought it said Brittany in Inaudible. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and then you tried to pronounce it and I was like, I was right. Brittany Inabashi, right? Ish. She played Ishibashi. Um, Karai. So they recast Karai? They could recast Karai as well. Jesus. Um, and you may know her from the Runaway TV series, Marvel's Runaways. Is that good? I, look, I saw the first few episodes and it was good, but mm. I, I, it wasn't something I hunted down to get the rest. Deb right. watched it all because she read all the comics. Mm. So I think she liked it. Okay. I was a big fan of the original run of comics. Man, you see, they so. dropped the first two episodes of Cloak and Dagger. Oh, I, I saw some of my friends were watching it, but I've got to, I need to see it. Um, and she was on the Ghost Faces TV series, okay. which was a supernatural spin-off. I was about to say, that was enough supernatural. Yeah. You know, those, those funny Ghostbusters guys? Okay. Um, and then the new characters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Laura Linney as Chief Vincent. And you may remember her from such films as The Mothman Prophecies and Primal Fear. Mm-hmm. And Love Actually. I didn't see that shit. What? You haven't seen Love Actually? I haven't watched some French fucking romance movie. French? Isn't, it the one, isn't that the one in Paris? Chocolat. No. This is... It's, it's, yeah, it's all those England. short stories in Paris. It's it. Love, actually. Look, I don't know. And you look at me. I'm saying Paris. Fuck! Never watch that shit. You'll love it. We watch your Mothman prophecies over Love, actually. You know every why damn I, day I love week. almost every movie I watch? Because I don't watch movies like that. Yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> um, we're joined by it's the... It's delightful. <laughs> Chocolat. Huh? I love you, Ben. <laughs> It's delightful. It's delightful. Um, we're joined by the spunky Stephen Amell as Casey Jones, and you may know him from uh, the Arrow TV series. And what else? Oh, i got no idea. Wait, exactly. Like a bunch of shit. Really? But that's just what I know him from. Wasn't he Robin in one of the Batman movies? <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. Man, we're recasting this bitch, and it's yeah. fucking awesome. Um <laughs> And then we have Tyler Perry playing Baxter Stockman. Uh-huh. Yep. And you may, may remember him from such films as Medea's Neighborhood from Hell, Medea Gets a Job, Medea's Witness Protection, <laughs> Medea Goes to Jail, Alex Cross and Gone Girl. Oh, hey, Gone Girl's good. Yeah, he was in Gone Girl. Yeah. And Alex Cross. He was Alex Cross in that yeah. last movie. Yeah, he wasn't the best. <laughs> but I like Tyler Perry. <clears throat> I like him. Like, no one likes him. but No I one else can... He's being Make you feel comfortable dressing up as a woman, do they? Well, he got sexually abused as a young person. Oh, mm. look, look. And now he's doing cross-dressing. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, Stephen Farrelly, who's cast as Rocksteady. You may know him as Sheamus on WWE mm-hmm. Wrestling. Cool. Great wrestler. He was one of my favorite wrestlers too, man. He was great. Um, Gary Anthony is played... Uh, plays Bebop, mm-hmm. and he's got a list of things as long as my arm, but I don't recognise anything he's been yeah. in. And Brad Garrett played Krang. Sorry, voiced Krang. Mm-hmm. And you may remember him from Robbie. Everybody Loves Raymond, mm-hmm. The Pacifier, and he did some voices in Biker Mice from Mars. Really? Wow, that's a while ago. Him mm-hmm. and the... Oh, I should have written this down. Him and the original Krang voice mm-hmm. in the original cartoon, Best Mates. That's how he got the gig, because someone else was supposed to do it and had to pull out, and then the guy who was cranking the old school cartoon said, look, this is my buddy, he's done Bike and Mice of Mars, and a bunch of other voice stuff as well. Why didn't they just get the guy who did it before? Well, Well, if he said he's my buddy, they'd probably ask him, but nah, not interested. Mm. It's it's weird, because like, you know, with um, the the solo movie, and also, um, oh man, I can't think about the time, oh, and also Infinity War, you know. Disney and Marvel are doing a great way, you know, great job of getting um, animation voices into the live action mm. stuff. So, yeah, yeah. perfect opportunity to do that here. Oh, that's why some people are successful and some people aren't. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's right. um, so, this film had a budget of 135 million, as opposed to the last film had 125 million. So, not not much more. Ten, 10 million. More. There you go. Got that math. Um, and this film made $245.6 million, mm. As opposed to... $493 million. Mm. So it made half of the budget of the last film. <clears throat> and that's coming under what they were expecting, because um, you have to double the budget to get, you know, the total costs. Mm. Because of advertising and marketing yeah. and shit. Mm. Um, yeah. So, box office, this movie was a flop. Yep. Now, me and Nathan actually... Um, went, to the premiere. went to the premiere in Sydney. Yep. Um, and not that we actually got to meet Stephen Mel and um, Will Arnett. Mm. We went to that big feed, then we go to the premiere, and they're like, oh, all free pizza for everyone. Yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah, we went and had this mad big fucking dinner at a restaurant. No mention of food there. And then we got there, and it's free pizza, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good pizza? Uh, no, just Domino's. Yeah. I mean, Domino's, yeah, I like Domino's, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I like Domino's, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now it'd be better to do it because they've got those New York ones, and they're the real big slices. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. How oh. do they do that? Like, you know, big, is it like a bigger pizza, or they just cut it a bigger way? Yep. Fuck. It's a bigger pizza. Oh, okay. How do you... Well, that's what I mean. Like, you, you have like get... three slices of one pizza. That's it. Now that's Luke. how you cook it. And now, Luke, right. after... It's like the pizza is... Even bigger. Even, um... Costco sell them. Oh. We had some the other day, and they're huge. And the piece is like that. Yeah, right. So I've got to fold it now, up. Now, Luke, yeah. after six weeks of doing Ninja Turtles movies, let me explain to you what a pizza is. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. But, you know, because like, in America... Bread, <clears throat> cheese, sauce, meat, sliced up. Pineapple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just <circle laughs> milk? No, no, no. <laughs> What's with this fucking guy with pineapple on the fucking pizza? I want to argue with you, but, man, I love pineapple. I look okay. Look, I like pineapple too, but I just don't like cooked pineapple on my fucking pizza. Can we can we agree on that? Cooked. I actually like pineapple on my pizza. Well, okay. Well, we're not going to agree to disagree because that's like that guy on fucking Facebook. <laughs> Fuck that guy. You know what they say? When everybody in the room is wrong, maybe they're not the ones that are wrong. Oh, maybe. Oh, that's fucking. Oh, that's deep. Yeah, that came straight out of the KKK offices, didn't it, Nate? Yeah. Someone there, they go, <laughs> pizza something, you cook it round, 
Cut it in triangles, put it in a square box. Yeah, that's fucking hell. <sighs> this is crazy. This is <laughs> my, my mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As far as was a bit too. Yeah, look, I, I needed a drink. I needed a drink because it's like. I was just thinking, expecting a. Yeah, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> so, so <laughs> they're expecting, yeah, whatever. And me and Luke are just like, whoa. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. So you went to the premiere. Yep. And what happened? Well, well we got to watch it before the rest of the country. We okay. sat Did in this massive theatre in We didn't get to Sydney. talk to the students, but they sort of walked past us, like, from here to the wall away. And, who, we, and, and we, we got to walk on the red carpet. Oh. Because we were, like, VIP guests. Yeah, so, so, you know, the security didn't get They put us through first. And then they clear it out for the celebs to come through, but we sort of oh. lingered a bit. Now, who are the celebrities? I mean, uh, well, like uh, I said, Will Arnett Steve and... Mill. Um, Stephen Mill. Stephen Mill. So that's it. Megan Fox and, and the director was there. Okay. Dave Green was right. there. Um, Steve Mill. someone else. Very yeah. skinny in person. Like, you watch the arrow and he kind of looks like a buff guy. Yeah. And with a like, big, yeah. big chubby face. And just yeah. kind of a real, real skinny dude. Like, the camera must add some weight to him. But tell, tell Nathan the... The movie tricks they use to make guys musclier, like the Wolverine Steroids. scene. Oh yeah! So like, say for example, um, uh, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. in, in the Wolverine. All the time that he's you know, coming up to the camera with his uh, claws yeah. out, uh, flexing. Well, he's not even flexing. He's dragging chains with weights yeah. attached, so and they CG the it all out. Yeah. So he's lifting weights there, and and also they use different lenses all the time, mm-hmm. and so you know that that you know, stretches morphs everything, and so the the you know the perfect body for film is a big head. Small, yeah. really fucking skinny. Yeah. So then you can take them into sets and you can do different things with the backgrounds and stuff. Because shooting someone like Ben Affleck, who's six feet fuck off and mm. massive, it's really hard to light, really hard to yeah. put the camera. Yeah. So he's probably perfect. But yeah, they look weird in real life. Mm. So when I was watching, um, I think it was uh, Kimmel, and you know uh, all the Avengers, the actors mm. came up for a big mass interview. They look so thin yeah. compared to him, a normal dude. Yeah, they just look. Yeah, they don't look like they they exist in the real world. Well, it's like um, Deb used to watch that Australia's Next Top Model mm. back when it first came out. In that and one of the Canberra girls who was <coughs> on the show, I ran into her at Hoyts in Woden, mm. and. It, and it was like she was bone thin. Yeah. And she had this big head on her. And I'm like, she just looks disproportionate. Yeah, that's it. But on TV, you're like, she looks like a model. Like, you yep. don't even think twice about it. Yep, it's crazy. I once um, walked past Kylie Minogue in the streets in Adelaide. She's filming a, a, a movie there. And she, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. And she just came up to my shoulders. Yeah. Tiny. I when I was yeah, working, to Kylie Minogue bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit out my car. Go ahead and shake it. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked in Sydney, the um, the Greek girl off Home and Away, who was in the Matrix, she was the yeah, White Rabbit. She her. came in to buy a ticket mm. to watch a movie because I was working at the movies. Yeah. And she's mm. like, "Look, I am the biggest guy in the world, mm. <laughs> you know." And she was like the smallest thing, mm. like one of your kids, dude. Yeah. You know, and she was like so small, like she wouldn't even have reached my nipples. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like that's how tiny this. And you've got droopy nipples. And my nipples hang down to my knees, yeah, bitch. I got bigger titties than most of the women, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm friends with you. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I like a good motorboat from Lukey. <laughs> Beard rash is always fun. Um, okay, so this, as we just touched on last week, this film was course correction. Mm. They took all the bitching and moaning that. I say we did, but I know I did. The feedback. Yeah. 
everything people didn't like about the last movie. Did you get a lightning complaint to him? Oh, not to them directly, but I mean, like, you know, whenever a conversation would I come up, you'd be like... when they weren't looking. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but when someone would say, you know, a, a, a comment would start a bit negative, you'd jump on there and you'd say, yeah, that's a fucking mm. steaming pile of shit. And I should know, because I'm big Tim of Turtle Boy Podcast. Yeah. Um, Put a target on yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but this was a complete course correction, even to the point how, as I read, they replaced... You know, half the actors, mm. yeah, with um, with with new actors and stuff. So, what was it that the turtle fans were screaming about? They want give us give us give us a list of what was wrong with the last film. Well, not what was wrong. Um, we wanted the we wanted the cartoon. Even mm. ever since nineteen ninety, we wanted to see Krang. We wanted to see Bebop and Roxy. Everyone grew up watching the cartoons. Yeah, and that's what you wanted. Yeah. That's it. If, if, yeah, absolutely. And, and that was exactly it. And then that's what when it came to this movie, it was like, all right. You guys want 90s? You want 80s cartoon? You want 90s movies? Here you go. Yeah. Everything you ask. Someone, did someone say, here's Crank? Someone said Rock City Bit? Here's Bebop and Rock City. You want the turtle van that spits out sewer lids? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, remember that toy thing that used to shoot out the plastic sewer lids? Here you go. Mm-hmm. You know, you want Shredder, you know, not being a giant robot white guy? Yep. Here you go. You know, you want Karai? Well, we've got Karai. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want the Terradrome from the cartoon? Yeah, and that was... Here's bits of it. Fuck off. <laughs> Still not happy. Still not happy. Michael Bay personally takes this all guy, of Michael Bay. Michael Bay. This fucking guy, right? Michael Bay personally takes all his emails and makes notes and writes a script around Luke's fucking emails. This fucking guy. And uh, still not fucking happy. You give him everything he fucking begged for, still not fucking happy. If you go go full, you know, why not do it? Like, like to say, oh, we can only open a certain, you know, size portal to Dimension X, so we'll get the Technodrome in by pieces. Just get the whole thing in. Squeeze it but through. But how do they stop it with this giant ten-story thing just rolling into the city? Get in there and blow it up. Like you do at the end of the arcade game. Do you remember the end of the arcade oh, game? Not offhand. I mean, I know we used to <laughs> you play You go into the Technodrome and you blow it up. Nave. No more fucking whiskey for this guy. Oh, right. It's not whiskey week, dude. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's whiskey it is. stuff. It is. It's just not two, two weeks of whiskey is too much for this guy. I think it is. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> now, it's fun. You it's, know, it's a fun uh, movie. So part of the course correction mm. was the producers of this film reached out to Elias Cotillas, right, and Sam Rockwell from the first film. Mm-hmm. They wanted hit them to do cameos. Do you, do but, you guys like but, the but, ice cream? What? You like peppermint ice cream? Do I? And how? Right. Carry on. So, yeah, Elias Cotillas, who played Casey Jones. Yeah, cool. Right? They reached out to Sam Rockwell Mm -hmm. to do cameos. Both of those guys were like, I saw that last film. Fuck that. Um, They reached out to Judith Hogue. Yep, to do a cameo, and they filmed. And she that. filmed a cameo, and then they cut the scene. That's rude. That's that's yeah. That's sad. <laughs> so I mean, they really are making an effort when they go out of their way to find actors from thirty-year-old movies. But it's funny. Oh, thank you very much. Um, but they went the other way by just giving us what we wanted. But then no one went and saw it. No, because they were burned so badly. They were, well, they were. But I, 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 know, still, I know two boys that weren't. Mm-hmm, not <laughs> these boys. But I, I still, you know, when people are bitching about Ninja Turtles online, I say, you know, the second movie 
was what you wanted. It's a good fucking movie. They oh, gave yeah. us every single thing they wanted. They scaled the Ninja Turtles down. Nathan started bringing that up last week. Mm-hmm. Instead of being eight foot tall, they've scaled them down to like six foot tall. Yeah, right. Right? Um, so they're not these giant... By the third movie, they would have been the right size. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically... They got Casey Jones in there because we always wanted Casey well, Jones yeah, as exactly. Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the thing. I was waiting in the closing credits of the last one mm. for fucking Will Arnett to fucking go into his cupboard and get a hockey mask mm. or something. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, um, but um, yeah. So and people, yeah, people were so burned on that first film they didn't even give this one a chance. Yeah, despite me pleading on Twitter. Come on, guys. Come on, watch it. It's going to be a flop if you don't watch it. I went to the premiere. They're yeah. counting on me. Is that what happened to Solo? Actually, I just... I, I had this discussion with some guys on Twitter just this week. The exact same thing, where I was like... I wish I had a thought of Ninja Turtles as an example, because that's what I said, you know. A lot of us felt like we were burned so badly by The Last Jedi that we don't bother going to Solo, you know. Yeah. And I said to him... I'm saying this, but look, I did see Last Jedi in cinema and I did see Solo in the cinema, but a lot of people were just like, okay, well, they've been burned so badly they're not going to go anymore. Mm. And I genuinely think that, you know, because that's the thing, and Last Jedi, Solo is a better movie than Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. It's it's still just not... It's not a great movie. No, it's safe as all hell. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of fans were just like... Yeah, apparently there was an organised international boycott of the movie because of The Last Jedi. And people boycott it and they're trying to show, um, it was a Kathleen Kennedy, that the fans have the power to destroy the new regime. Yeah. yeah. And I think, look, I also think another thing, and we're going to touch on politics a bit here, it's the same sort of thing, the reason that I reckon Trump got president, mm. is that... When you say, and I got... Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's in my head, dude. As soon as you said politics. When every time someone came out and said, look, I hate The Last Jedi, mm. when the first thing that's thrown at them is, you're a fucking racist, you're sexist... You know what I mean? You're a misogynist, racist, homophobic prick. Then, of course, they're going to be like, well, is this what Star Wars fans are now? That they don't even listen to you why you don't like a movie and they just start calling you names? Mm. I, I credit that sort of attitude to how Trump got into power, is that everyone who said, look, I, I don't like Hillary's policies because they weren't even given a chance to explain before. They say, you're a fucking racist, pussy-grabbing piece of shit. You know what mm. I mean? And so they're like, well, obviously I'm not even welcome in this camp anymore, so I'm going to vote for that guy. Mm. I think that's the same thing that happened with Star Wars, is that because I copped it a lot when I was just saying, you know, uh, toxic masculinity isn't what was wrong with this movie. It was the story. It was... What's the pilot guy's name? Um, Finn... <clears throat> Poe Daverin. Poe Daverin. That, that's his story arc, and it's teaching about... And, and that's the story arc that works in the story, I think, you know? Mm. And so I'm saying it's not that I can't handle that you're talking about toxic masculinity, you know what I mean? It's mm. because it's just a shitty movie, mm-hmm. you know? And every time I bring up that it's a shitty movie, you're going to jump on my neck and call me a racist, you're going <clears> to <throat> call me sexist. Ghostbusters. You're a sexist if you don't like any Ghostbusters. Yeah. Misogynist. Exactly, you know? So that's what happened with Star Wars. Yeah. And then people were like, okay, 
fuck, if I'm not allowed to even have an honest opinion of Star Wars anymore, fuck Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Someone shot him down and go, yeah, I might be sexist, but that's not why I don't like it. <laughs> it's like Roseanne Barr saying... Oh, man. Everything she oh, says. No, I wasn't being racist because Muslim isn't a race. It's like oh, like, so you're just an asshole. It's like Roseanne Barr <laughs> having a Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She's a mess. But, yeah, so this, this just... Let's get back to Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gave the fans what they wanted, and um, watching it, if this movie came up first... It would, have, it would have started up a whole new trilogy. Or this, a franchise. This is my second favourite Ninja Turtle movie, full stop. Mm. Thanks to the first one. Yeah. 1990, then this. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought about this one, watching it, because I just watched it before we started uh-huh. this. And um, it's just good, good, dumb fun. Oh. It, it sort of takes you back. you got all this stuff there, like, I found myself chuckling at all parts of that, even the bit where they're in the van and they're trying to get Mikey through the roof and he keeps hitting his head. Just having a laugh at that, freaking how Crank's just an idiot. Mm. As soon as Crank turned up and he was just goofy, I was like, I feel like I'm watching the turtles coming now. Yeah. I'm back and the uh, Saturday morning cartoon science, when they explain how oh. mutagen works, that was, they get this mutagen bad. and it just taps into the gene of your animal ancestor. Yeah. And you're like, what? We didn't come from rhinoceroses and pigs, man. Like you, See, yeah. I, I ignored all that but, dumb shit. Just but that's what I mean. Fun, it's Saturday morning cartoon movie. shit, and but that's he, what we screamed about. That's even what the we Saturday morning about. cartoon rules were: you become whatever animal you touch last. Mm-hmm. But I mean Saturday morning cartoons in general. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't go to, to fucking He-Man to what to learn about science. You know? Fuck no. no. <laughs> um, but yeah, just so much fucking goofy fun, man. That's great, and and it looked beautiful as well. Mm. They looked great. They really, I think they calmed the camera down a little bit more as well. Like you know, they they got away from what I was complaining about yeah. last week. Um, the action sequences were great. Like um, just the the chase scene at the beginning, trying to get Shredder, you know. But also, you know, flying out of an airplane in a tank, mm. all that, you know, brilliant. <laughs> And the camaraderie between the turtles, but also Michael Michelangelo's sort of—he's he's got a camaraderie with Bebop and Rock City. Yeah, yeah, going, hey, bringing back the Mohawk, good for you. And then, and then they, when they're talking, they go, they're, they're, they're flying they're over flying, the oceans to flying. South America. And he's like, hey, they learned to fly, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, go, like fellow mutants. Yeah. 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 Um, so this is so such a throwback again. You guys want the cartoons, you guys want the 90s movies, here you go. There are a number of points in this film that are directly taken from cartoon episodes and from Secret of the Ooze. Oh, right. So you've got um, even just silly things like Shredder gets a scientist to help him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, Shredder creates two mutants for the turtles to fight from yep. um, Secret of the Ooze. Yep. Um the, the shredder, uh, the foot soldiers, and the turtles um, have a sort of a, a throwing around match with the mutagen. Yes, yeah. right. That in, was in the ooze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the cartoon, Michelangelo was the first one to ever see Krang face to face. Bang! That happened in this film yeah. as well. Even the story of them, and I couldn't find the three episodes, but I do remember watching them. The story for them going to South America and finding a thing. Mm. going to New York and finding yeah. a thing and having to put these things together to stop Crank. That was a three-episode, three-part story in that 80s cartoon yeah, where right. they did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they were just like, bitch, you want the cartoon? We'll give you, we'll the, give you the fucking cartoon ramped up to ten. But also because no risk. Because if you hate it, 
You're not a true fan, because this has all yeah. been, you know, um, yeah. So, um, in my research for this film, right, there's this beautiful scene. I, I, we tried to watch it before we came here, but the resolution of the TV wasn't good enough, because mm. Nathan's awesome TV's fucking died. On the fritz. I'll fix it. Fucking beautiful TV. Because that, that, that's what I thought. When I get here, I'll get Nathan to put this scene on because his TV's the size of fucking Black Mountain Tower. Yeah. And we'll be able to see all the details. It's when Krang... Shri- Shre- when Krang freezes Shredder... Mm-hmm. When Shrang freezes Shredder... When Krang freezes Shredder... And he puts him in the Terradrome... Mm-hmm. Which, again, makes no sense because it's coming in in pieces. Yeah. So how does he have this big menagerie? Now, but, 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 again, comic book science. Um, you know, Saturday morning cartoon science. So, what were you saying? You didn't see any of the Kenneths come through all that problem. No, exactly. But he goes down into this storage chamber with all these other frozen critters. And mm-hmm. on my TV, which is a decent size but not as awesome as Naves, I could make out that beside Shredder on one side is a, is a triter- Triceratops? <laughs> Triceraton. I think you got to ban me from whiskey too. Yeah. It was a triceraton, and on the other side was a neutrino. If you remember the neutrinos in the cartoon, those were those really weird, annoying fifty-style kid aliens mm. that came out in a souped-up, floating like fifty-seven Chevy. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So that's what was on that side. And if you look closer, you can see the fake sort of, I think in the cartoon, the hair was the a greaser hair sort of. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. So that's what you could see. But there's so many canisters. I want to just get a really clear picture and see what it was. And I, and I, I searched the internet high and low for someone who had done that. No fuck has done it because no one watched the fucking movie. Because no one cares. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that would be... And as you said, Luke, you know, we want to see them go into space and fight Triceratons. Well, mm. look, there's your clue right there. Yeah. And the neutrinos, you know, they were space race as well. You know, mm. you've got your opportunity to go into space. So I would really like to be a able to have a look there. whether there's, you know, Usagi Yojimbo or Howard the Duck or whatever, you know, what, what mutants and space aliens. You know, you, you, they'd probably get away with a quick glimpse of a predator or an alien or something yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that'd be awesome. But I couldn't find that. If anyone knows... Anyone listening knows a site we can look at, a YouTube video or something that can run us through it, that'd be awesome because, you know, I love that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, as we're doing two weeks ago with the TMNT animated movie mm. with that trophy room and mm. going through that with my boy and picking out what everything was. Also Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Mm. Um, so, look, this movie gets two thumbs up for me. Yeah, man. Good fun. Good fun. Great fun. Um, I can't even remember the martial arts, though. I don't think there was that much in it. Mm. Well, they were, they were fighting foot soldiers. So, yeah, there was, they were actually fighting ninjas. Yeah, okay. So there was, I mean... Was there? I don't think... I just watched this yesterday. No, no, that's what I mean. I don't think there was. Like, oh, Leonardo training. Remember when Raph comes and says, pop quiz? Yeah, when he finds and out... Doing, and Leonardo's doing the training. Yeah, training that's that was fucking awesome. That was great, but... But, I mean, but actual like, fighting... Yeah. Even the bit where the foot soldiers were in the police station, they didn't really do much fighting. Really like they, were, they were running the whole time and getting chased, sort of like parkour. Yeah, not, yeah. not much martial arts in this one. Like in the first one, you could say there was, especially between the Shredder and yeah, the yeah. This one was a little bit more, I guess, a lot more, you know, a lot of action, but not actual hand-to-hand or weapon mm. use. Yeah, you are. I think you're right. Because mm. even when... She gets caught in the alleyway by the, the, the foot soldiers. It's, it's Casey. Casey Jones that rocks up, and then once they're all taken care of, the turtles turn up. Mm. Didn't like Casey. I know you guys are a fan, fans of Arrow, but um, 
Yeah, no. I'm not a fan of Arrow. Oh, good. Because okay. <laughs> this this just wasn't Casey Jones. Mm. You need the long hair. You need the hockey references. And he needs to be a bit of an animal. He mm. needs to be a, like a, a misfit. Yeah. This guy, he's holding down a job. He's a... And he's pushing to be a detective. Yeah, that's not Casey Jones. He's Casey Jones... sort out kind of well. Yeah. He's got anger issues. That's mm. the whole reason he's, you know, a vigilante yeah. running around at night. But he has anger issues, and that's why he likes hockey. Arrow? Yeah. Yeah, but he explains... Does he explain that? Yeah, it seems sure so he well he together. No. Hey, April, I get really angry. That's why That's why. I, that's why I'm cop. Hey, hey, hey April, I get really angry. Make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Can, can I have a cuddle? Yeah, because <laughs> my, my voice goes different. Hi, when I'm angry. Um, I got a haircut. Stephen Amell actually... Make me tear up. <laughs> Stephen Amell actually compared his role um, as Casey Jones to Oliver Queen in Arrow. He said, Casey Jones is almost a little bit more like the Oliver Queen that people know from the older comic books. What does that mean? doesn't mean anything. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what does it mean? Uh, yeah. So, I, I, obviously, you know, he's a very popular young male actor. Um, Dreamy. Yeah, current, you know. Um, were the, do you know if there were any other actors on the shortlist for that one? Oh, look, not the, that the guy who plays Robin in one of those Batman movies. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. He actually... It's the same person. It's actually the same guy, yeah. Yeah. yeah and Chris O'Donnell's actually Stephen Mill's father. <laughs> there we go. Hmm. But, yeah, no, I, I... You know, either... They should have started Casey Jones in the first one, and that should have been Will Arnett's part, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But, yeah, I decided to buy this guy's Casey Jones, but that's the only... Was Casey Jones in the original cartoon in the 1980s? Yeah, bitch. Was he really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Casey Jones. Yeah, yeah. No, not the toy, def- just don't have a... Yeah. Definitely in there. All right, did, he, did you see him with his mask off? Uh, yeah, yep. Okay, all right. Yeah. And, um... He had long hair? Yeah. Yep. Well, then, do it. Give him long hair. The, uh... Laura Linney. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, fine. She did good as the yeah. police chief sort of thing. Yeah. So, does this movie... This is what I was going to say... Does this movie stand on its own? If you ignore the previous one, mm. can this... If people had seen this movie, could it be a part one? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we know enough about Shredder and the Turtles, especially if the first... This, the previous one was going to be Ninja Turtles, so we could assume that was like a collective sequel of everything that we know anyway, a bit like the new run of the DC Universe Batman, mm-hmm. you know, Ben Affleck's Batman. We don't need to have another origin story because we know who Batman is at this point. So the Turtles, knowing that Shredder's broken out of prison... Boom! Let's go into yeah. You know, let's go space dimensional craziness. And that's fine. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think everything's kind of explained as well. Like all the characters are introduced for people who don't really know. The, who they the, are. Yep, exactly. That, and that was the beauty of Casey Jones being in this story is that mm. we got to have those introductory scenes again. And again. Even, even the turtles at the start when they're chasing Mikey for the pizza. And it sort of has a freeze, and it's like Donatello and what he's good at. Like, he's the brains of the group. Yeah. Rapping, like, like Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> we have all the chopping up a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would have been a good standalone. It's happening again. <laughs> <laughs> Get this fucking guy's issue of suicide. I just want to see more Joker. Um, yeah. In anything. Jared oh, Jared Leto he's getting his producing own. and directing and starring in the Joker film. Yeah, he's getting his own one. Yeah, anyway. good. Well, only because he's producing. He's finally got his hands on that. Well, he's yeah. got that, but he's, he's going to be in the Suicide Squad sequel. Cool. And isn't then, they've got, then they've got two more Joker movies That's what I was going to say. Isn't there three An origin with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, oh is Joaquin going to be the Joker? Mm, apparently. It's two. And then the other one they haven't really told much on. No, I think the, I think the other one's bad. supposed to be... 
The Joker's yeah. supposed to be life, and yeah. I love I love Joaquin. Well, old school, yeah. Joker was like a what they call him pugilist. He was a, a skilled boxer. Well, remember, um, like he was good at hand to hand fighting and that. Sure. Remember, and, and in Batman Dark Knight, the, the even the animated film, mm-hmm. how he had a broad shoulders and. You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot me. of different Jokers, yeah. Well, that's the thing. In the comics right now, there's three Jokers oh. in the same universe. Do we, do we? Do you ever get to see them all at the same time? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's what I mean. But, but I... Yeah, well, yeah. Marvel does that. Yeah. They've got Wolverine and Draken and X-23 and they've got... And they got no, but then it's, it's and, Joker. Uh, it's Joker. You're a Joker. Three times. You're a Joker. I sure am. You're a joker. There's three Waka, times. waka, waka. Um, so, yeah, like, that's what I was thinking, was that this movie, if people hadn't went and seen it, mm. it would be, like, the last one, you'd just be like, let's just forget about you. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the, the redhead step kid you keep under the stairs. And um, <laughs> and then you would just start with this. Mm. Yeah. Because, like we said, you know, you've got the intro, as you said, mm. the, the freeze frames, Michelangelo, fucking... Pizza eating fun guy or whatever the fuck it said. I forget. Yeah. <clears throat> then you've got the even the verbal introductions when Casey Jones turns up and Mikey's like, "I'm Mikey. This is Raphael. He's like a big teddy bear. If teddy bears murdered you, and you know all that sort of stuff." Um, I like their personalities in this too. Yeah, it really shot out more, even more so. Yeah, yeah. yeah Raph and Leo having a bit of a leadership mm. battle, which is pretty much straight from the Team NT cartoon that we reviewed, and yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Baxter Stockman. What do you think, Tyler Perry? Yeah. Well, like I said, I like Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind Tyler Perry, but I always. Well, I, th- I was thinking they could use someone smaller because he's a big. He's, dude, he's six six or something. Yeah, he's a big looking guy, very tall, and there's thing standing next to Shredder, and he, he sort of looks down on Shredder, and even fucking maybe they the rocks to the the typecast. Oh, a little weedy, nerdy yeah. white guy. Yeah, let's go for a big nerdy. But un- unlike the cartoons, they went true to the comics that it's an African American guy mm. instead of a white scientist. All oh, right, I, I just assumed he was black in in the cartoon. No, in the cartoon okay. he's white with Einstein hair and. Yeah. Yeah, because um, he never turns into a fly in the original comic books. He, he turns nah, into a No, that, that was a cartoon thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it would have been cool if they could sort of reference that he might turn into a fly later on. I was hoping for, a, again, a post-credit sequence, yeah. but neither of these two latest Ninja Turtle movies have post-credit sequences. No, because they didn't, they didn't risk it. Yeah, but the thing is, man, I mean, it's, it's such a trope and expected from comic book movies. Mm. you, you got to. I feel like you know what I mean Um, and and sure Marvel can mess around with it and put one in the middle and not at the end or something but you expect I think any movie that hints at a a sequel should have it now do you know what's crazy like I don't know why but I've been I I just run movies now in the background when I'm doing other things I don't listen to the radio anymore I just run movies and it's only um, recently that I think it was Lethal Weapon 2 I let that run to the end credits and there's a, there's an end credit sequence. Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 2. I think it's two or three or one of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's a bomb sequence. There's another... Which is the one where they start where they're defusing a bomb? And on the goes, toilet? No, no, no. And the, the, the movie starts and then he goes, Roger, yeah, Riggs, grab the cat. <laughs> and they run out yeah. and the bomb explodes. So, yeah, that must have been Lethal Weapon 2. Because at the end it has a... After after you know, credit sequence. Yeah. Zack and Miri make a porno. An extended after credit sequence. That is a brilliant ending because I always saw that movie just wavers <laughs> off and loses its way. Stick around till after the credits. It's amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's movies out there that you don't even think that it would have an after credit sequence. Check it out. That's kind of how we watch movies now at the cinemas, though. We've mm. seen through everything. 
doesn't matter what it is. Like, well, oh, maybe. I think it's a good way to get get um, people to sit and actually look at the credits. Because yeah. those poor really fuckers, that, that's their careers, yeah. you know. A lot of those names that are never spoken outside yeah. of that movie. Yeah, and, and, and especially in today's climate, the CGI artists... Where you've got you look at big dose sections, but but yeah. they're so responsible for these movies that we love looking so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But the companies are going bankrupt because you know, and with all the money that you know, Infinity Wars makes, for example, or um, you know, what was that m- movie, The Life of Pi, the story of yeah. Pi, well, the the Life of Pi, the yeah. tiger in the boat, yeah, something about Pi. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, it's like that movie made a bucket of money, mm. and the company that did the CG effects, which was the majority of that mm. fucking film went bust because they went bankrupt. It's not, just well, it's, not, it's not because they didn't get paid. It's yeah. because they had to undercut other companies and then someone would undercut them and then they'd undercut again. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just that instead of paying people what they're worth, the studio's just like, well, we'll take it for the lower, yeah. lower dollar. Sausage Party did the same thing, apparently. They just got a lot of grads to do a lot of cheap work and then even unpaid them yeah. for the experience of working on a major movie. Did you watch that Life of Pi? No. No. Do you I watch, I watch, that's when I walked out on. At what point? At, like, the 15-minute point. When you realised there was no pie. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as he smacked that tiger in the face and the tiger didn't jump on him and eat him, I was like, this is fucked. You can't just smack a tiger and it not eat you. That was shit coming at the end. Well, someone told me. Right. Do you know about that production? They shot the whole thing with Tobey Maguire being the interviewer. And then, um, yeah, and then who directed it? Ung Lee. He said, looking back at it, He's too much of a star, so they reshot the whole thing with another actor. Isn't that ridiculous? You'd think you'd look at Tobey Maguire and go, "Oh, he's probably too big for this part. Yeah. Won't cast him." Yeah, yeah. yeah but with him it's not as ridiculous as slapping a tiger in the face and not getting eaten for it. Well, the entire story is pretty bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I walked out on. I didn't yeah. last very long. Um, Bebop or Rock City. Dream come true, bitch. These two guys were amazing. It was like, so fun. Yeah. So fun. Um, even the bit... Like, I remember even when we were at the premiere and the bit they turned to mutants and they both looked down their pants <laughs> and they're like, my man! <laughs> even then, because you're sort of like... Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last movie it was Mikey saying, oh, my shell's getting tighter. <laughs> and this, and movie, yeah. this movie you got two punks just going... Comparing dicks, hey, my man, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But look, they were great. They were but fucking... even before they became you know, animals, they they just they just they were great characters. fun, man. Yeah. Great fun. Um, and the comedic moments were shredded with just the eyes, like you know, the reaction shots with him and is it Kai. K- k- Karu- k- Karai. 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 Yeah. Like they're looking at each other thinking these guys yeah. aren't right, you know. <laughs> but um, but they're big fucking powerful mutants, so yeah. they, they bring them along sort of thing. No, um, great, but, okay. like, but every time they're caught out by Shredder, and Shredder's like, like they're weird, mm. they're giving each other sort of wary looks, and it reminds me of like my dogs, where they've done something wrong, I come in and rouse, and they're like, the younger ones sort of like, he looks at the older ones sort of like, are we in trouble, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, stuff. And you've got these animal qualities coming through. Oh, good on Now, I... Even fucking Megan Fox didn't annoy me in this film. I thought... Yeah. No, I thought she actually stepped up and we actually got some real April O'Neil moments in this. Mm-hmm. When I saw some preview pictures of her with the blonde wig and the tits out and the short skirt, I was like, fucking what now? Mm-hmm. But that is actually a really good character moment in the film where she's thinking on her feet, she needs to get to Baxter Stockman's guy, yep. she sees the schoolgirls making, you know, all over this, you know, the fake celebrities, yeah. you know, and so she thinks on her feet, blah, 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 blah. Yep. But it was actually... Yeah, a real good moment 
an April O'Neill moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Using a wiles. Exactly, yeah. you know. So even April was just written so much better that in every time she speaks in the first film, I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. But in this one, man, like I get through the whole film and I'm like, Oh shit, I don't like Megan Fox, but that was fucking good. Yeah. Oh, that's unfair. She's okay. I'm Megan not a Fox. fan of her. Really? Look, last week you last, hang on, hang on. <laughs> last week <laughs> you were giving him giving her crap. I was giving her face crap. With her faces, but anyway, look, but anyway, you know what I mean. She yeah. she was not hard to enjoy in the role yeah. in this film. Yeah, probably because she didn't have to bounce off fucking Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. Or her her housemate who had to just sit there yeah. and take the. You dialogue. know what I mean? Like she had her own character. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you think? Yeah, she didn't annoy me as much yeah. as she probably does either. Mm. I think Will Arnett didn't have a lot to do in this. Apart from that one scene where he disconnects the camera, yeah. that do you remember that one? Yeah, it, it was just so ridiculous because the entire movie kind of stops dead. Because <laughs> like you think about all the all the action and all the CG, and we're just watching a dude pull the wire, wire. <laughs> and it's just such a stupid joke. Yeah. But I loved it because I found myself just giggling, just yeah. thinking, "This is so it, stupid." It, it, that's what the whole movie gave you those dumb giggles. That that's what I was going to say. It fit in just with the goofy attitude of this film. And but the that seems for me. It was a bit like what that scene in the elevator was for you guys. Yeah. Because the whole movie just sort of stops for just a silly little it joke. But you can see where the freaking cord is going <laughs> and he keeps on going. <laughs> so, um, this film, they could have even just forgotten about him. Yes. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like the whole film would have worked without yeah. him. Because they're recasting so many people anyway. I reckon he might, to be a bit cynical, he might be a producer. Yeah, okay. Okay. Maybe. Um, or it's in his contract. But he's, you, you know his character is out of the cartoon. Oh. Vern Fenwick is the cameraman slash yeah. competing reporter with April. Oh. And he's, he's the snooty guy. Like, they've made him a bit more relatable and fun in these films. Yeah, right. So I reckon that's why they kept him, because they're like, again, you want the cartoon? This guy's in the cartoon, we can keep him. So April, though, in the cartoon had a male boss. Yes. Who was always screaming at her, a yep. bit like um, J.J. Jonas... Johnson, JJJ, J James, J Jonah James, J Jonah James, James Jonas, James Jonah James, yeah, Hanson. But then they gender swapped the role with Whoopi Goldberg and didn't bring her back. Yeah, which is good. Fuck Whoopi. Yeah, I don't. People have been the last two weeks like, what's Tim's problem with Whoopi Goldberg? Fuck Whoopi. What's the Whoopi? And why is he fucking it? I wouldn't. Yeah, because she's look again. She's not cartoon. She's not. Comic mm-hmm. book. She's not early movies. Fuck her. And talking about comic books again, the look of Shredder. He's gotten rid of his techno armor, yep. robot armor, he, and he only really wears the outfits at the end where he gets frozen. Yep. He doesn't do a lick of martial arts the entire movie. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. The but one part he goes to is when he gets frozen. Yeah, and, and he's about to get some shred on, yeah. and then boom, he's done. Yeah. So, but it's funny, isn't it? Because with the first sequel of the Ninja Turtles, and especially in the third one as well, they do less ninjutsu, and they use their weapons even less. Yeah, no, and you're right. Because you mentioned that just earlier, this podcast, I was mm. like, well, I didn't even notice that. But it's crazy, isn't it? Because I, the one successful thing from the previous movie was the martial arts, yeah. and Shredder looked like a force to be reckoned with. Mm. Like he cracked Raph's shell. You know, he was a real force, and this one doesn't do a thing but I can't remember any criticisms about the violence of the previous movie was there were they trying to make it more PG friendly to get a wider audience well again you know trying to make it in in, in sync with the cartoons Cartoon, and the 90s yeah. films you know like in the cartoons 
you know, they, they're they running around with swords and sires and stuff, but they're never cutting anyone. Well, if they they, do, if they they're not a robot, anything, yeah. yeah, if they're not a robot, they don't hit them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that was the approach. But yeah. um, No, it's interesting. Like, yeah, you're right. They took everything on board from the cartoon. Like, whatever worked, fine, including the, the violence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I've been through all my notes. Krang. Krang. Brad Garrett as Krang. Now, the voice I... is almost the polar opposite from the cartoon. It's deeper. He's still got the, the, the sloppery... You know, and, 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 and the up-and-down pitch. Yeah. I yeah. fucking loved Krang in this. Yeah. Mm. Personally, I, I don't know if you guys... I, I, Deb come in, she says, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> for me, I was like, this dude is so goofy. Mm. And he's, he's meant to be this big intelligent thing, but he's an idiot at the same time. Yeah. Well, he has to punch himself yeah, back Put me back it. in there. He's like, put me back in, you stupid robot. Actually, <laughs> yeah. um, he looks great because he's, he's not just a brain. He's, mm. he's like got the bits at the end as well. He's alien. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great. Uh, is it Mikey? He says he looks like a piece of chewed up bubblegum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, definitely. And, and that's the thing. Like, I, I do know some people were like, oh, that's not Krang's voice, but I had no problem with it, man. Like, Bra- it, Brad Garrett just fucking delivered. Even the bit man. where he gets the little head puts it on it's like the head from the the com- the, com- yeah. the, the cartoon yeah 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 because yeah, like it's just like why is he even putting a head on but <laughs> he does it and, um, and he's got different weapons for his hands yeah. and things that was all great the cannon on his chest and stuff man yeah they, and that's the thing they just went crazy nuts at the end like full on cartoon yeah. episode just the technodrome mm. but for filming you know, you can't really get a camera inside a technodrome and see a city at the same time. Yeah. It's like um, if you ever see a Terminator movie, Arnie is always driving in a convertible. Yeah. Or they rip the top of the con- uh, of the car yeah. so you can see your star in the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. easier. Um, and, and I think, look, where do you draw the line? And I, I've thought about this with my own writing. Mm. Where do you draw the line between the heroes winning and the heroes losing? Because if, just in this case, yeah, okay. if the Technodrome had have just rolled out of a portal and started driving over the top of the city, you know what I mean? Where's the... They've already taken care of Bebop and Rocksteady. They've taken care of Karai. You know what I mean? And then it's like, do you let the story go as far as the master plan happening mm. or do you beat Krang up and reverse it sort of thing? You know what I mean? Well, like, Why don't they do what they did in the end of... Transformers 3. Uh, where, I, I couldn't tell you what happened. Okay. Because I don't watch that shit. Well, their, their alien planet is coming to Earth, but then they win by cutting off the dimension portal, cutting the whole thing in half. And then half and the Earth. Just lands on Earth, half destroys the Earth. No, no, the think. end. Don't worry about it. You know. But <laughs> yeah, so. It doesn't matter where that landed. We could see half the Technodrome coming out, and then we stop the portal, cut it, cut it in and half. And then it just falls down in the, in the river. Sure. There you go. So what was going on in the movie, right, when they defeat Krang and he, the robot collapses and you see Krang giggling inside of it and nothing happens. <laughs> and then they fly up and then he's like, oh, I'll be back or whatever. But he's giggling like I thought, oh, he's going to have one last comeback. Yeah. So I couldn't remember what happened. And I watched it and he didn't do anything. He just giggled in there. <laughs> I've seen this movie ten times and I don't remember him giggling once once he got beaten. I'll have to watch it again and really look for it. Hmm. Well, that's it. And, th- and this... This is the last sort of live-action Turtles movie for a long time, I yeah. think. I think that's that's it. Yeah. It's it disappointing, because um, for how fun it was, I would like to see where it was. That's what I mean, if, if the people had just given it a chance. Because obviously you know, Baxter was going to rock up. Yep. 
again. Yep. They even end the movie with the song from the 1980s from cartoon. The cartoon. That's Straight what I mean. Up. And you see in the pub they got vanilla rice playing? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but, that, but that was the thing. When we got to the closing credits with my kids in this one, because mm. they, they were digging it as well. This is a great, mm. just a family, fun and games movie. And they're enjoying it. And then the, 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 the cartoon music starts at the end and they're all just like, what? Because <laughs> you know, because they, they also loved that hip hop song from the end of the last one. Oh, yeah. really? Shell shocks. Shell shock. Yeah. Oh my god. Knock knock. You're yeah. about to get shell shocks. Yeah, like even to, my oldest daughter learned all the lyrics of that oh and loved god. it. And so when they closed this one with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes in the House, she's just like, what? <laughs> Does she know where that comes from? Yeah, yeah. But they okay. they hate that eighties cartoon. <laughs> what? Hate it. Okay. Well, you, you you put that eighties cartoon next to the two thousand. The animated 12. one, no, but even the, the one in between, like there was there was the eighties cartoon, oh, then there was yeah. like a ninety nine cartoon, yeah. and then there was a twenty twelve cartoon. Um, Comparable, no, two thousand seven cartoon, then a twenty twelve cartoon. Both of those cartoons are way superior to uh, nineteen eighty six. Okay, you know what I mean. Quality so, story, everything. Quality art, story, character, everything. You know what I mean, and because um, I think my kids actually grew up on the two thousand. Yeah, you know, ninety nine, two thousand, whatever the year mm. was of that one. They grew up on that one, and then came the Nickelodeon three D animated one. Yeah, and they, uh, you know, leapt into that as well and loved that as well. You know, and then th- come on, guys, let's come watch this one that I used to watch when I was a kid. And they're like, what? <laughs> Go watch the old timey turtles. These See, guys, these probably, guys are stupid. Mm. My kids probably grab onto the old ones. Yeah, because they haven't seen the newer ones. Oh, okay, and they haven't seen the old ones either. But I think if I introduce them. Because I've always downloaded some old stuff that I can't track down. And I put it on and the kids are like, oh, what is this? And they sit down and watch it. So I think if I put that on, they'll probably go, oh, that's cool. What's the next one? Look, I might, if you if you want, I might palm off like my 80s DVDs to you. Do, do they watch DVDs or do they just watch like Netflix and stuff? They'll watch it, but they'll complain about the quality. So, do you guys know anything about the, uh, actually, I'm sure over the last six weeks we've talked about it, the new Nickelodeon cartoon? Yeah, it's funny because I still haven't watched the old Nickelodeon CG one. I, I've seen bits and pieces, but I haven't w- sat down and watched them all. That's what you guys should do in the next three weeks. Because you explained that. All, the new one or the old one? All five seasons. Or the new one. Oh, the new one. <laughs> all five. It's not even out yet. No, sorry, the, the previous one. Previous <laughs> the new one. Can't it's come back yet, dude. We're up to halfway through season one. <laughs> the new one. Wait, five years. I keep on thinking that there's so many different versions of the Turtles, but there's so many different versions of the cartoon Batman. Exactly. Man. So, you know, yeah, they got to keep relaunching, rebooting, re the movies, DC movies are doing that. Doing what? They're, apparently they're not trying to follow Marvel's pattern now. Mm. Each of their movies is going to be a standalone. Yeah. Like, you could have, like, um, Justice League, where you've got... Aquaman in there, but his Aquaman movie isn't necessarily tied into that. Yeah. And that's why you've got different Jokers with different actors in that. That's they're saying that now they're just going to do it sort of like almost standalone. Well, that's image. what Marvel did back in the day. They were all standalone with little slivers and hints of mm. together and just slowly build it together. Yeah. You know, and well, that's what they should have done in the first like, like what I'm saying, from here on out, right, all you do is you give Aquaman his movie give Green Lantern his movie mm-hmm. give Animal Man his movie give Blue Devil his movie fuck I wish they'd do a Blue Devil movie um, and then just at the end of each movie when they beat up the bad guy Amanda Palmer comes in yep. s- snatches them off takes them back to Department H yep. and fucking you know, I could just do them all as what ifs like what the old what if yeah just 
yeah. make a movie, kill off characters you want or whatever, and then the next person goes, well, I don't want to kill off that character, I'll bring Wolverine back. No. Let's do what they want. And then the ones that are real shit, they can go, oh, no, we don't even bother about any of that well, stuff. Well, kind of like they did with the X-Men movies. Oh, but then they had to time correct it, you know, whatever. Okay, look, now we're... We should call this episode the Tangents of All Tangents. <laughs> I adore this movie. It's good fun. Yeah, it's good it fun. It is so much fun. It, you know, it, it, and and the fact that they course corrected mm. everything we all bitched about in the last movie, they fixed it. And they said, you know, unlike you know, Transformers, and some people love all the Transformers, good on them. But, mm. you know, when they make the fucking mistake and they just don't give a shit and keep making these movies, because they just know you're going to watch them, you know, mm-hmm. that, 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 that burns my ass, mm-hmm. you know. But the fact that the first one, so many complaints, they're like, okay, well, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing mm-hmm. you, let's fix it sort of thing. Um, it, that, that won a lot of goodwill with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you listeners uh, haven't seen this one, um, I'd really want. I'm going to put a link into it so you can even rent it on iTunes or something. Give it a watch. Um, give it a watch, man. Because if you it. like Ninja Turtles, man, this is a, a thousand times better than the last film, and it's just it's just a fun watch to have a beer, have some chocolate, fucking sit with some kids or whatever, and just fucking. It's a fun fucking movie. If they did drop this before the last one, the previous one, do you think they would have lost a lot of audiences who didn't grow up with the '80s cartoon? No, because the, the the 2012 cartoon has Bebop and Rocksteady in yep. it. It has, uh, you know, Kangs in it and yep. the Triceratons in it. Um, you know, the 2007 or whatever the other cartoon was, mm. same. You know, you have all these characters. You have Bebop and Rocksteady. You have Shredder. You know, you have the, the brain... What are the cranes again? You know what I mean? Ultrons. It fits. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, it, that's why it's so baffling that the last one was just... They just tried to redo everything, you know. Mm. That I, I don't think, I don't think that this movie would lose anyone across the last forty years, you know, thirty years or whatever it is of Ninja Turtle fandom. Mm. I don't think it would lose anyone. Mm. You know, what you were saying about fans, or you were saying about general public, general audience, turtle fans, though. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Once well, you come in, not knowing characters. Well, but again, but that's that's the that's the job of the Casey Jones character, and is, mm. is this is being the new guy in the scene that ha- in the movie that has to learn about all mm. this. So you know, new viewers, and, and look, really, who doesn't know Ninja Turtles? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like Star Wars. It's like you know, people people say, oh, how should, what order should you watch the Star Wars movies so the Darth Vader father thing mm. isn't a spoiler? And I'm like, I really think that Darth Vader being Luke's father is so ingrained in the social psyche of pop culture everyone that everyone already knows it whether they've seen Star Wars or not. Mm. And it's the same sort of thing. Everyone knows Spider-Man's origin. Everyone knows the Ninja Turtles, the four turtles, Donatello, Leonardo. Yeah. yeah. There's a few you know, really pop culture things that everyone like these days just fucking pop out of the womb yeah. knowing almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that we don't need to be explained over and over. But in this film, Casey Jones plays that role. And if for some reason you don't know the nitty gritty of what's what, you see things happen. You see Bebop and Rocksteady become Bebop and Rocksteady, mm. you know, and, and, and the, the, the other things you just explained well. well. You know, unlike April O'Neil in the last one saying, oh, I was a child and I had turtles and one had red on its back and one had blue on its back and I love those turtles and we named them after Renaissance things and there was a rat and then these are the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of spelling it out like we are more But if you pay attention to this movie as well, all the new characters' names are repeated a lot. Like Bebop, Rocksteady, Baxter Stockman, and Krang. 
they're, they're actually to the point where you're like, fuck, you're in that natural. <laughs> so I think for the people who aren't, who don't know the characters, it's pretty quick for them to start to pick yeah, up. Going, yeah. Obviously, Krang's that brain-looking thing. I think it's the perfect starting point if people had watched it. Yeah. And, and again, can't blame them being burned so bad with the last one, but I really wish people would have just watched it because then they, then they would have seen that all the criticism that they talked about it was addressed. Yeah. It, it was addressed. It's even better looking. Like, it's even more colourful than the first yeah. one. The first one's kind of ugly looking. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like the Justice League movies where you had Man of Steel, you had Batman vs Superman, and then Justice League was a step in the right direction, mm. but it still wasn't Justice League. Mm. It wasn't like that. You know, this was a friggin' Ninja Turtles movie. No. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um... The only way this would have been better for me is if the closing credits song was Turtle Power. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, from the nineties movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like even I thought, yeah, when when it was closing with the cartoon theme, I was like, oh, yeah, it could mm. have been something better because it even sounds, <laughs> it even sounds like it's coming from my old analog TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, if if you like Ninja Turtles and you haven't seen this film, watch it. Mm. I'll even borrow it to you. Borrow it to you. Sure. I'll even lend it to you. There's 35 people listening to this podcast that are like, oh, I'm going to fucking... Oh, yeah. We all want it that. today. Yeah. Um, Leave a review and you get a... Oh. Yeah, Leave yeah. a review, he'll buy you your own copy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hey. You want the Drop a drop, What was that? That was Craig. He said just like him. Yeah. It sounded like <laughs> Boss Nass off the Phantom... Was it Phantom Menace? You know it yeah, is. It does. Fuck you. Of course you know exactly it. exactly like that. It's yes. exactly Boss Nass. <laughs> Is that, is that what you're doing No, I was trying to do a crank. That's but what I mean. I got confused. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay, closing comment, Luke. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. I just I just wish they started with this one and they had Turtle Power at the end. Good fun. Closing comment, Nave. Great fun, man. Took me back. Yep. Good. Closing comment, Tim. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Okay, so guys, uh, thanks for listening. Um, as usual, jump onto our uh, jump onto iTunes, subscribe. Not yeah. as usual, just do it for the first time. Yeah, just do it for the first time, you bastard. You do it once. Yeah, yeah, you only got to do it once. Um, subscribe, leave a review, join the Facebook group, come and have a chat with us, talk about pop culture, battle royales, and uh, give us feedback on the podcast episodes mm-hmm. and like I said earlier if anyone knows of any YouTube videos or mm. articles that cover that freezer, freezer room Krang's freezer room and what's actually in there shoot that to me man because I love that shit no I can't find it anyway but um, yeah so do all that shit stick around for another couple minutes for another Ruffy's reviews um, as he reviews Out of the Shadows um, thanks for listening and uh, be, be good, good to each other, other. Lachlan Ruffy's Rub Reviews Watching films that the Turtle Boys choose Rub Reviews Hey there, Turtle Boys. It's Ruffy here with another rough review for your podcast. Thanks for having me on Sending Me the Cash. This week we're looking at Ninja Turtles 2 
out of the shadows. Here we go. Michael Bay is back with another turtle effort on his directorial dynamo that is the Ninja Turtles series. This is Ninja Turtles 2 out of the shadows and boy does he deliver. There's more explosions than ever. There's exploding pizza. There's exploding shells. There's exploding necks. There's exploding feet. There's exploding tortoises. There's exploding rats. There's giant pig monsters. Do they explode? I'm not going to spoil the plot, but yes. Performances in this play are phenomenal across the board. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is fantastic as Donatello, and his brother Luigi is played by none other than Bert Newton. That's right. Big old Bert Newton. Thank good it's only voice work because goodness me, Bert Newton and Jonathan Taylor Thomas are a dynamic duo in this film. Master Splinter is played by Meryl Streep reprising the great role she did in the last Michael Bay turtle flick. And here she goes kicking another goal. This is the one that got her the Oscar nom. She's yet to get it, but goodness me, she's constantly on the trail of that big gold man. All right, what else have we got in this film? We've got amazing themes, themes of racism, themes of sexism, themes of homophobia, themes of tolerance throughout, which is really nice to see to balance out all the bigotry. And then more than that, we have a fantastic soundtrack. We have an entire soundtrack composed in on the tom-tom. It's all African drums. Are there different pitches of drums? No. They're all the same note at the same pace every time. There is no variety. It really kind of draws your attention to it, and then you forget it for a little while, and then it's back, and you can't understand why they made this decision. Was Michael Bay high? Probably. Anyway, aside from that sound thing and some of the racism, I'd probably give this film about three stars. Why three stars? Because it was racist. It was funny, but it was racist, and there weren't any dragons. And that's your rough review for this week. Big old tip of the hat to the Turtley Boys for bringing me on again this week. Really appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. Here's your theme song. Lachlan Ruffy's Rough Reviews Watching films that the Turtle Boys choose Rough Reviews This was a Turtle Boy Podcast.